Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Friday, December 18th, 2020. I'm Rich Droppolino. Sony announced that it pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Store and will offer customers full refunds. Games already purchased, both digital and physical, are still playable, and the game's developer CD Projekt Red say they will continue to receive updates and support. Numerous sources report that the PS4 version of the game suffers from poor performance, low frame rates, and texture pop-ins, with backward compatibility mode on the PS5 seeing better performance but still prone to crashes. Sony did not say when it planned to relist the game. Two Reuters reports allege that the same actors behind the supply chain attack on SolarWinds pivoted to Microsoft's internal network, ultimately using Microsoft's own products to further attacks against other companies. In a statement, Microsoft said it did find trojanized SolarWinds Orion apps in its environment, but had not found evidence of access to production services or customer data. In a separate statement, Microsoft said it has identified 40 companies, government agencies, and think tanks that have been infiltrated by the supply chain attack. The U.S. Commerce Department confirmed that it was adding 77 new companies to its entity list, including SMIC, China's largest chipmaker, and the drone company DJI. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said the chipmaker was added over evidence it was supplying chips to the Chinese military, with DJI added over alleged human rights abuses. Last month, the Defense Department added SMIC to a list forbidding U.S. investors from buying shares in the company. While on the entity list, the companies require a license from the Commerce Department to buy technology and other goods from U.S. companies. Coinbase announced Thursday it confidentially filed for an IPO. Coinbase didn't announce how it would structure its IPO, but its co-founder, Fred Ersam, previously told Fortune the company is spiritually built to go public by an offering involving digital tokens on a blockchain, though the U.S. SEC would have to approve such a scheme. A judge has ordered Apple CEO Tim Cook and Senior Vice President of Software Engineering Craig Figurigi to testify for the Apple vs. Epic lawsuit, and they must produce required documents before the next hearing, which Epic has asked for. Apple asked that Tim Cook's deposition be limited to four hours, and also requested that Eric Neuenschounder, who runs the App Store, be present instead of Federighi. The judge denied both requests. The next deadline for court filings is January 6, 2021. Switzerland's postal regulator ruled that Uber Eats needs to be registered as a postal service provider to operate in the country. Uber has until the end of January to register, although the ruling can be contested. Registering as a postal service provider would impact worker hours, salaries, and other usual work conditions in the sector, according to the regulator. Uber Eats says it's reviewing the decision. Netflix began rolling out a new audio-only version for its Android app. Users with the feature can now select a video off button during playback, which will then show a blank screen with playback controls. The app also now has an audio off setting, which lets users set to automatically turn off audio depending on the output source. Twitter announced a new feature called Spaces last month, offering users voice-based chat rooms. The company now says it's testing the feature. Twitter said the initial test will be limited to very few users at first, though these users can allow anyone else on Twitter to join their space. Spaces offer host control over who can speak, has blocking and reporting tools, as well as the ability to send emoji reactions, share tweets within a space, and a very early test of live transcriptions. Currently, Spaces is only supported on mobile. Amazon began rolling group video and audio calling features on Echo devices after originally announcing the feature in September. Calls now support up to seven participants. Users will be able to set up custom groups in the Alexa app for easier calling, and Amazon plans to allow for calls to be made directly from the app as well. Group calls are now available in parts of Europe, Australia, Brazil, 
Canada, India, Mexico, New Zealand, and the U.S. Facebook began alerting European users of Messenger that some features may not be available as the company seeks to be compliant with the national implementations of the 2002 Privacy and Electronic Communications Directive. Currently, file sending, nicknames, sharing AR effects, polls, stickers, and personalized replies are not available. Facebook says it's working to reinstate the features in compliance with the law, and they should be available again very soon. Google updated the FAQ to Android Things, its version of Android for IoT, announcing the shutdown of the OS and supporting services. The Android Things dashboard, used to manage devices, will stop accepting new devices on January 5, 2021, with existing projects able to be updated for another year after that. On January 6, 2022, Google says the dashboard will be completely shut down, with all data permanently deleted. Android Things originally launched in May 2018. And finally, Google added a new feature to Google Shopping, letting users virtually try on makeup in AR. Brands supported include L'Oreal, MAC Cosmetics, Black Opal, and Charlotte Tilbury. Searching for a supported brand will bring up a card showing a model and a list of specific shades available, with a try-on button to activate the AR experience. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.